You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For the cheeseheads who want it fresh, and the ones who think Lambeau is a cathedral, this is Pax What She Said. Now, here's Perry Goldstein and Maggie Loney. Honestly, if you follow Pax What She Said, you know Dusty. Dusty's been on the show before. So excited that he can be here to join me. Kind of wish we had started recording five minutes ago when we were talking about Shark <laughs> Exorcist and Birdemic and... Slotherhouse. Um, Slotherhouse. Yeah. yeah, but <laughs> I don't know. Honestly... Maybe the Packers Raiders game will kind of mimic that same vibe when we get into the discussion about what went right, because not a lot did. And what went wrong in, of course, the Packers week five loss to the Raiders 1713 in Vegas. Dusty, first, thank you so much for joining me. And thank second, what do you think of the game? How'd you like it? It was great. I loved it. I had a blast. <laughs> uh, no, it was frustrating. It was awful. It's it was one of those um the, the parallel I was gonna draw was like um you know, there was a Monday night game years ago when Cutler was with the Bears. One of the few times the Bears beat the Packers. And it was, I think the Packers set their team record for penalties that day. Uh, it was like 17 penalties. One of the ending ones was Jay Cutler throwing a floater interception to Charles Woodson. and uh, But then getting like a, a ticky-tack DPI and Cutler on the ground celebrating after an interception. That's my lasting impression of that game. And the feeling I had watching that is the feeling I had watching this for entirely different reasons. We're just this, It's very like you're two or three plays away. You're right there. You felt like the entire game. Okay. At some point, they're getting this thing on the rails, even if just for a drive. They're going to put this thing away. And it's just so frustrating. It was just, it, they were so close so many times, and they could not put it away. This was their this was their worst game in the red zone all season against a defense that was very bad in the red zone. I'm mean, a defense that was bad in general, but I think the Raiders were giving up uh, like 29th in the league. I think they were giving up touchdowns like 75% of opponents' trips to the, to the red zone or something like that. So all like, you had a handful of big plays, not very many, but a handful. They, I was gonna say they finally got their running game back on track, but they didn't. Like AJ Dillon had like less than four yards per carry. It was just better than two point two or whatever. So just the whole game. I'm talking way too much, as as is my want, Maggie. Uh, but it was, yeah, it was a very, it was extremely frustrating game. Like punctuated by that interception at the end. Just this felt like it was close. The ball's in the air. I allowed myself to have a little hope. I should not have done that. And then the ball was picked off. Just it was like it was so close. Frustrating loss. Um, the bye weeks here, which is good. I mean, they can they can hopefully fix some of the stuff. But yeah, you're going in on kind of a sour note for sure. Yeah. And I mean, I think, you know, Perry and I had talked about it after 
I think it was the Falcons game, maybe the Saints game, which obviously we watched together live. Mm-hmm. The the sense that you got, and that game looked hopeless in the first half. It was yes. not a fun environment at Lambeau. You know, the crowd wasn't really into it at that point. But it still kind of felt like Jordan Love could make something happen with the offense. And I don't know about you. I mean, there's there's takes all over Twitter. I try to stay off the internet after a loss for that very mm-hmm. reason. And also after a win, because I think, you know, your perspective is kind of skewed regardless. But what do you think the issue is right now with the offense? We talked about it a little bit after the Saints game, right? Where we said, how can you tell if there's even growing pains when your offense isn't cohesively yeah. out on the field? You know, you're dealing with injuries. Aaron Jones isn't playing. That adds a wrinkle, of course. We thought he would go against the Raiders. Didn't happen. You know, is this a Matt LaFleur thing? Is this a Jordan Love thing? Is this a young offense thing? Is it all of the above that makes it just completely difficult to get anything going? Because the first couple weeks of the season, I had said to Perry, I think it was after the Falcons game, like, I've, I kind of thought, you know, Jordan Love can march down the field and he can make something happen. And I have that trust in him. And I still feel that way after the mm-hmm. after the Raiders game. I think he can be the guy, small sample size, but something's something's got to give on the offensive side of the ball. And we yeah. haven't seen that yet. Yeah. I mean, I think it, it's, it's young guys, it's execution. I mean, I think like love, it's a funny thing. I was, I was rewatching the game and I was like, <laughs> in a vacuum, love played better than I thought he did. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like, I know the there was, there's a stat going around that he was uh two for 10 at passes over 10 yards down the field or something like that, which is, which is hundred percent true. But those passes were like, he had one for 11, he had one for 13 and then nothing else under 30 and he had two above 40, like just shocking. So he was two for 10 because everything was like, well, and that's the funny thing. Everything was um, not just short. It was outside the numbers, which, which I've, I have been laughing about because for years it was, they had a quarterback who refused steadfastly refused to throw in the middle of the field. Now they want to, what they want to do is they want to attack the middle of the field and they can't. So now they're forced to throw outside the number. So, I mean, I think some of it's, um, you know, offensive line, I think plays a big part in it. Uh, Aaron Jones not being there plays a big part in it. This is a stat. I think I mentioned this um, somewhere else multiple times. I think this week at random, wherever things, uh, even in the first game, that bears game, that was their best running rushing performance of the year, which was, of course, you know, Jones was there most of the time. They had one yard before contact that entire game, one yard. It was got, it was Jones making stuff happen. After, like they, they weren't getting pushed even then, even this game was better because of doing this kind of vertical push. It was kind of more of the, what suits AJ Dillon's uh, mm-hmm. style, where they're kind of, you're pushing straight ahead. You're not kind of doing, relying on the wide zone, a lot of the pull stuff they want to do earlier. They kind of abandoned that uh, because Dylan can't do it. But they still they can't move the linebackers out of the field. They wanted to go heavy play action, and they can't. Like that was even the, the first interception. Like they can't. The linebackers are not respecting it. They can't do it. So everything's outside of the numbers. And I thought love for his part for all the stuff outside the numbers. One of my main concerns with him has been accuracy outside the numbers. Uh, he can throw it on time, but there's times he's. It's not that he's late. He's just he's consistently hitting the inside shoulder on those out routes. Which like at some point DB is going to jump one of those. You can get your hands mm-hmm. on him. He was consistently putting it outside. He's putting it where his guys can make plays on him. And it was all short dink and dunk stuff. But I thought he looked really good outside the numbers. And I thought his deep ball looked better than it has all season. Like there was some like there there was the one to Christian Watson that like Watson slowed down on. There was the one to Jaden Reed that was kind of a huck up and pray because the first thing he was looking at was not there because two guys were in the same spot and then the pocket started breaking down. I mean, I think really I'm not breaking any ground here. It all starts with the offensive line. Yeah. Offensive line needs to be better. They need to be healthier to be better. Uh, Tucker Kraft hasn't really done anything. That was the guy you hope would like grow into a blocker. Like he's not been, he's not been good in helping out there. Musgraves been a little better, 
but the, they've had such a hard time with the offensive line. They, they've had a hard time getting stuff on track. So I think based on, it's hard to isolate these things. I mean, as mm-hmm. you were saying, it's hard to isolate these things. I think, I think love, I don't feel better or worse about love after this game, I guess. Like he's still, he was the same guy, right? Like he's, He's calm. For the most part, he's making the right reads. That first interception was bad, but for the most part, he seems to be making the right reads. It's just, it's a, I think it's a mix of, I, I think, I like what LaFleur has been calling. I think there's, you can throw some caveats on there, but I like how LaFleur has been calling the games. I, I think for the most part, he's done a very good job with that. The Lions game was just a nightmare from the beginning. So it's hard to yeah. judge based, based too much on that. But I think I like what he's been doing, but execution has been awful. And some of that is just, I don't know if it's it's guys doing stuff they're not used to doing or if it's uh, just a whole bunch of young guys. One of the reasons I wanted Mercedes Lewis back, honestly, mm-hmm. it was like get a guy out there that like when things start breaking down, you know he knows what he's supposed to do. And there's guys not not to knock any of the young guys, but you need all 11 guys doing what they're supposed to be doing. And there's just there's so many times that's one guy, one guy in the wrong spot that's blowing stuff up. And that's I don't think that's a coaching thing. I think that's just that's the growing pain stuff that I think is going to be all season. So it's been frustrating. But it's just been, I think the main issue has just been been execution on a lot of this stuff, which which sucks because there's not really a good easy fix for that. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I think I think the really hard part too, like we don't typically see a ton of emotion out of Matt LaFleur. You know, he's he's kind of just on the sidelines, regardless of if they're up by 40, if they're down by 25, like he's got a poker face and you can like he has concern on his face, right? Like mm-hmm. his expression changes. But this was the first time I felt like we saw him like when he got after Luke Musgrave, like that doesn't really feel like the LeFleur we've known for the last four seasons. So you can tell there's like frustration mounting and tension that, you know, I think the coaching staff, they realize like, this is a year we're supposed to be evaluating our quarterback and we have a good football team on paper. The defense is doing enough to win us football games, but be successful. It's like you said, nothing happens in a vacuum. So like you need the offensive line to be blocking. You can't throw two tight ends at Max Crosby, who both whip on a block and then expect that to go anywhere. Like it's just a lot of frustration. And Jordan Love, I think, has handled it as well as he could have. The young, I mean Christian Watson, full accountability in his presser saying he has to be better. Like the guys know what they need to do. And I think that they can turn things around, but it's also hard to think about. And I guess that's that's a question you don't have the answer to, but how do you think this team can turn things around? Because they had 10 days to prepare for the Raiders, a really bad defense, a not very good offense, and they lost that game. What changes after the bye when you're playing a worse Broncos team on the road again? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It's tough because the answer is simplify stuff, but I think it's already been, I think they've already relatively simplified stuff. And one of the things that encouraged me, I think, I think LaFleur has done better at second half adjustments this year than we've seen him in the past. Like some of the stuff they've done coming out of halftime. I mean, the Saints game is an easy example because they they came back and won that game, but they have, there has been stuff, stuff's not working, scrap it. And I think this game uh, to me was one that I was impressed with. I mean, again, the running game, not great, but this is something that two years ago, I feel like, we're, as, as I said, we were, I know we, and I don't know how they were in the building. There was the, it seemed like there was a pretty large assumption based on the fact that he played the previous weekend that Jones was going to play yeah. this week. And then it was like the day before 
he was ruled out. It was that, that afternoon he was officially ruled out, but there was there was rumblings only a day before. This is an issue. This is something in the past. I think Lafleur had just gone like, we don't have time to do anything. We're scrapping the game plan, or we're just going to do the same game plan. We're doing because with Jones in there again, you're doing a lot of the wide zone stuff. You're doing a lot of the counter stuff, the kind of the attack on the edges, the stuff that he wants to do to get those linebackers flowing. The fact that they went simple and they went like so heavy inside zone duo smash you in the mouth Dylan stuff. I don't think that's something he would have done two years ago. So I think there's, I think there's growth there and I think he has it in him to dial this back. And again, some of it is simplified. We've, we've seen, uh, we've seen him dial up different things every week uh, to the point where like, there's not one thing they've been leaning on, but there is stuff that they can lean on. There is stuff that they can go to uh, like a lot of the quick game stuff has been the same. Like that that's been relatively simple. I think they can pare some stuff down. I think they can get Jordan love on the move a little bit more. He's been very good when creating, uh, but also with that, with, the offensive line the way it is. I think they have to move him out a little bit more. So I think there's things you can do. And really, I mean, really, it's just, I mean, when you're looking at week to week game plan, you're looking at week to week, you know, how, <laughs> how can we execute better? It's paring that down. It's, it's taking your practice time on it. I mean, that was, that's the air raid stuff. It's just like, we've got five plays because we've got limited practice time and we're just drilling these five plays over and over again. Not that they need to go to five plays or anything. I'm not, I'm not advocating for the Packers. <laughs> I might be advocating for the Packers to go air raid. Uh, but I think they need to pare it down. Just like, all right, we need to be experts at these 10 concepts, like two running concepts and eight passing concepts. We need to be experts. And then everything else we build off of that. And I think against the Broncos, you can do that. And then you get really good at that and you build off a little more. So I think they just need to strip it down, go back to basics, and then just get everyone on the same page with all that stuff. Because it's been, again, offensive line has been a mess and that sucks. And there's there's nothing you can do about that. But I think if you can get the passing game in a rhythm, if you can get those guys kind of doing what they're supposed to do, I think you can build off of that. So that's, I don't know. That's, I think, I think that's what they need to do. And I'm sure, I assume that's what they're going to be looking at going to that Broncos game in a couple of weeks.